secrets of success. What's up, everybody? This is Russell Brunson. Welcome back to the Secrets of Success members-only podcast. You guys are so lucky. The stuff you're getting, this is stuff that we literally sell in courses for thousands of dollars. And because you are a member, you're getting access to the best of the best, hand-delivered directly to your favorite podcast app. Um, anyway, make sure that you are paying attention. Do not miss it. Um, anyway, I hope you're enjoying it. All right. This is a presentation. This was also from the Mexico retreat. And there are a lot of things I was teaching in Mexico, but there's one piece that I wanted to talk about, which is like, you know, when we make a choice, we decided we, we want to go on this call to adventure and we, we leave, you know, we're going on this hero's journey. We're leaving our ordinary world. We're going out into the, into the unknown. We're going through this process, right? Um, and then a lot of us get scared, right? If you've ever read the, the hero's journey or studied that before, like basically, you know, all movies, all folklore, all, all myths are based on this, this journey, right? The hero's journey. And so if you look at the hero's journey, usually the hero starts in the ordinary world. He hears the call to adventure. He tries to leave. He has to physically leave. Uh, where he's at, but before he leaves, he has this refusal of the call where he freaks out like, I don't want to do this. This is too much. This is too scary. I don't want to do it. He refuses the call temporarily and then he decides to pursue and he goes out on this journey, right? And this part of the talk was right there. Like you decided you want to go on this journey, but like you're scared. Like, can I do it? Can I not do it? Like, ah, and you're kind of stuck in this spot. And so I had one of my friends, Myron Golden. He's one of my, just the coolest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, he was at the event. I said, Myron, can you come up? I want you to share... Uh, how people can have confidence in themselves, like have confidence to move forward in their goal or their dream or their desire, the thing that they want, this hero's journey that they feel like they've been called on. How do they have more confidence in it? And he shared, we'll see, Myron's the greatest storyteller of all time, but he shares a story and a process that is so cool and so powerful. Um, I've had him since then do this presentation three or four times because it had such a big impact on me. And so for any of you guys who are making a decision and you're nervous and you're like not so confident in yourself or whatever, or you're trying to go and pursue this thing, this dream you want. And you're in that spot where you're just the, like the, um, the refusal of the call or the fear or whatever that part of you is. We are just like kind of straddling the line between like going all in and like falling back and running away from it. Uh, this episode is for you. Help you have more confidence and figure out how to make a decision so you can actually move forward in faith and have the success, uh, and the thing you are dreaming for the most. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, with that said, I'm excited to introduce you guys to Mr. Myron Golden. The next step in the process is we have to decide. And I've got somebody, one of my favorite people in the world is here today. And here's a picture of him. And I want, asked him if he would come. And we did this uh, two or three years ago at Funnel Hacking Live. He shared this principle that was so powerful and so big. And I asked him if he'd be willing to come out here and share this with you guys today. And luckily for me and for you, he said yes. So everyone, let's put our hands together for Mr. Myron Golden. All right, thank you. How many of you would like to have more confidence? Say yes. yes. And I'm going to show you how to have more confidence. How many of you are going to do it? Let me hear you say, I am. I am. Excellent. So it's really interesting, the word confidence. I have people ask me this question a lot. So why do you have so much confidence? I'm going to tell you where confidence come from, comes from, and I'm going to show you some things you can do to increase the level of confidence you have in your life so that when you make a decision, you can communicate with people in such a way that they will make a decision. Because ultimately, every single solitary person in this room is in the decision-making and the decision-converting business. Everybody got it? Say, I got it. Okay, so I'm going to write the word on the board, and I'm going to ask you all a question, which is really interesting, uh, the answer that I get to this sometimes. Let me see if I get the same answer. I'm going to write the word confidence on the board. So confidence. Okay, what's the root word of the word confidence? Confide. Good. So nobody said con. Because people... <laughs> no, con's the prefix. Okay. So, so the root word 
of confidence is confide. And confide means to trust. That's right. So when somebody doesn't have confidence, they don't have confidence because they don't trust themselves. Think about it. You don't have con, you can't confide in self. You can't confide in yourself. So you don't trust yourself. So the question then becomes what? Why don't people trust themselves? And the reason people don't trust themselves is because confidence comes from three things. How many things? Three. Everybody, how many things? Three. So first of all, confidence comes from competence. I'm just going to abbreviate because I can't remember how to spell confidence, competence this time of night. Exactly. Okay, so, so confidence comes from competence. That's one of the places it comes from. So if I know how to do something, I don't worry about when I get ready to tie my shoes on work. Oh, crap, am I going to remember how to tie my shoes? That thought never enters my head, right? Because I have competence, therefore I have confidence. Confidence also comes from, confidence also comes from clarity. It's so interesting how many people are not clear on the outcome. It's so, Russell said it so many times today um, about Napoleon Hill said you have to have a definiteness of purpose. Right, and some people have blurriness of purpose. Right, and so so you have to have clarity. Uh, Rick Warren, in his book, I think it was the Purpose Driven Life, he said nothing becomes dynamic until it becomes clear. Right, so you have to become vividly and implicitly clear on the outcomes you desire. And then the last one is character, which is the one we wanted to come to. Uh, character, character is character is the person you are when nobody's watching. Character is the person who is a person of their word. And so it's really interesting in, in societies of honor, um, in the Bible, there's this, there's this word called a covenant. And a covenant is not a contract, and a contract is not a covenant. A covenant and a, co- and a contract are actually the opposites of each other. So a contract, and I'm going to do this relatively slowly. So a contract is an agreement between two or more individuals based upon a mutual distrust. Based upon a mutual what? Distrust. So if Russell and I enter into a contract together, I say, hey, man, let's do this contract. We sign on the dotted line. I sign on the dotted line. He signs on the dotted line. I am saying if I don't give you what I said I'm going to give you, you can take me to court, and they will make me give it to you. I'm saying if you don't give me what you told me you're going to give me, I can take you to court, and they'll make you give it to me. So we're basically entering a contract because we don't trust each other, okay? A covenant is the opposite. A lot of people talk about the marriage contract, but in reality, like in in marriage, there's no such thing. Marriage is a covenant. It's not a contract because a covenant is an agreement between two or more individuals based upon a mutual love and a mutual trust. And so what would happen in Bible times when somebody got ready to enter into a covenant is they would come to the place of covenant. So let's say Russell and I come to this place of covenant, we would both bring an animal, an animal that we raised, an animal that we loved, an animal that was part of our experience of life. We would bring it to the place of this covenant and we would turn around, so you turn that way, and we would take a knife and we would kill the animal and then we would cut it in pieces. Now the reason we would kill the animal... No, that's good. That's, that's, that's good. You're a very good actor, by the way. Okay, so... So... So, so we kill the animal. The reason we would kill the animal and cut it in pieces is because the word covenant literally means to cut. That's what the word covenant means. It means to cut. And so, so he'd kill his animal. I'd kill my animal. And I just thought of something really cool. But anyway, so, so, 
and we're, we'd, say, we'd stand here and we'd look at this animal, and then we got ready to do the covenant. We'd walk in a circle around the animal. We would look at the carcass of this dead, mutilated animal. We would take in the brutality of the death of that animal, and we'd come back in the middle face-to-face. So you walk around yours, look at the animal slowly, slowly walk around the carcass of your animal, and then we'd look at it. We'd take in the brutality of the death of this animal. We'd come back in the middle where we were back-to-back. We'd be face-to-face. I'd take a knife in my left hand. He'd take a knife in his left hand. We'd cut our right hands. We'd put our hands together, and his blood would become my blood. My blood would become his blood. Not really a good idea in 2022. You know what I mean? Okay, so, <laughs> just saying, okay? <laughs> this is for, <laughs> this is for uh, illustration and education purposes only. Okay, so, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I want to make that clear. Myron said we should cut our hands and put them together. Okay. <laughs> okay, so they put their hands together. They would bind their hands together with a rope. His blood would become my blood. My blood would become his blood. We would exchange covenant names. My name would become Myron Russell Golden. His name would become Russell Myron Brunson. We would exchange covenant names. We would exchange covenant vows. I would say, Russell, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give everything I have. I'm going to give my energy. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give my, my knowledge. I'm going to give my insight. I'm going to give my wealth. I'm going to give my resources. I'll even give my life, if necessary, to protect you and yours. If I don't keep my word to you, may what happened to this animal happen to me. He says to me, I'm going to, Myron, I'm going to give you all, I'm going to use all my resources and all my knowledge and all my insights and all my wealth and all my everything, like even my life if necessary to protect you and yours. If I don't keep my word to you, point at your animal. If he doesn't do that, may what happened to that animal happen to him. And we become covenant brothers. And so there's a saying in the East that blood is thicker than milk. And what that means is when two people enter into a covenant brother relationship or a covenant relationship, their relationship is closer than that of actually actual blood brothers who were nursed by the same mother. That's how powerful this concept of covenant is. Okay? And so, so what would happen when these two people entered into covenant, now I don't ever have to worry about if he's got my back. Why? Because he swore on his own existence to keep his word. He swore on his own existence to be the person he purported himself to be. And see, it's so interesting how people think, well, I, just, I want to conjure up confidence. But you don't conjure up confidence. Confidence comes from competence, clarity, and character. If you're lacking any one of those things, you will lack confidence. And so it's, it's amazing to me that people will actually, like, enter into a business relationship with people, and, and, and they'll think, well, I'll just sell this person this thing, and once I get the money, then I'll just do whatever I want to do. And they have no sense of, they feel no sense of obligation to fulfill on the promises that they made. Well, I look at entering into a relationship with a client, or even, even somebody on my team, as entering into a covenant with that person, because now we become like, I'm, I got your six, you got my six, right? We are looking out for each other before we look out for ourselves. And when a person has covenant honor, they would rather die in honor fulfilling their word than live in dishonor and break it. And that's what it means to have a covenant character. Now, you say, what does that have to do with making a decision? Because Russell was talking about making a decision. The word covenant means to cut. What does the word covenant mean? To cut. But guess what? There's another word that we use that means also means to cut. It's the word 
You've probably heard this word before. Decide. See, you don't really think of like de, Latin root of, right, or from. Side means to cut. Suicide means you cut off your life. When, when you get surgery, they do an incision, which means they cut into you. When you decide, you cut yourself off from any other possibility other than the one that you've decided upon. So which goes back to the reason we don't have confidence is because we've broken our word to ourselves so many times in the past, we don't believe a word we say. So from now on, for the rest of our lives... Let's become, if you've not been being, let's become people of our word. And let our words not just be something that we throw around lightly so we can get what we want and then disappear. But let our words be a decision, not just a choice. And there's a difference between a decision and a choice. A choice means pick one. There's there, some chucklehead came up with this this like riddle, if three birds are sitting on a fence and two of them decide to fly away, how many are left? Well, one, no, they're all three left because they just decided to fly away. They didn't fly away. That sounds good except for one thing. When somebody makes a decision, they actually do it, right? To decide is not to choose. To choose means pick one. To decide means I am cutting myself off from any other possibility other than what I have committed myself to do. Become people of your word. Decide with clarity. Decide with competence. Decide with character. And you'll find out that not only will you be able to build a short-term business that makes a lot of money for a little bit of time, but you'll be able to build a long-term business over decades that will serve people far into the future and outlive you if you build it right. So that's what it means to decide. <laughs>